You are listening to The Turning Point Podcast, a place to come together to share unique stories that will encourage, uplift, and motivate one another. This is a space where we will absolutely be inspired to become the best versions of ourselves spiritually, mentally, and physically. So if you are ready to take this venture with us, grab a cup of coffee, call a friend, and let's begin. Welcome to the Turning Point Podcast. My name is Shelly Rainey, and welcome to episode number one. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're here. I cannot believe we're finally here. I have been talking about doing this podcast for quite a while now, and I finally mustered up enough strength to go ahead and get it started. And I am so happy that you all chose to join me. This is our very first episode. And let me just tell you a little bit about this episode. We are going to share a little bit about me. And the title of this podcast is The Turning Point, because I realize that each and every one of us have had some type of turning point in our lives where we had to pivot because of a situation or circumstance that was thrown at us unexpectedly, but we bounced back. And those of you that are currently going through some type of turning point circumstance in your life, I am hoping that this podcast will encourage you, will inspire you, uplift you, motivate you, all of those things to just keep moving forward. But again, today I'm just going to share my turning point with you and I hope you're encouraged and yeah so let's get started. Before we get started with today's discussion let's take a few moments to talk about our sponsor Anchor. You know before we get started I want to ask you to do something for me. If you are going through a tough time or you know someone who is currently in the middle of a tough situation, I want you to share this podcast with them because our goal here is to encourage as many people as possible. And in thinking about it, it all started for me about 12 years ago. And that was the point, like, it's not that I hadn't gone through any situations prior to that, but this was one of the major ones for me because I was in a different place. And spiritually, I was in a place where I felt like I'm on top of the world, you know, things are going great for me, my career is going great. Um, my marriage not isn't perfect, but it's going great. I have a miracle baby that's just so awesome. I have a loving family and a great support system around me. So what more can I ask for? I mean, I was in that place. You know, you guys know that place where you're just like coasting. You're just coasting along and it feels really, really good because you don't have a care in the world. And that's where I was about 12 years ago, coasting along, 
not necessarily having any major cares in the world. You know what I mean? Everything was going pretty good. And I was pregnant with my um, daughter, Victoria, at the time. And my daughter, Hannah, she was three, and she was so excited to be a big sister. That was her thing. I'm going to be a big sister. I'm going to be a big sister, and I'm going to be a great big sister, and I'm going to teach my sister how to ride a bike. I'm going to teach her how to talk. I'm going to teach her. And she could, you know, barely talk herself in. I mean, even though she was three, but, you know, she was a little bit behind with that. <laughs> but she was so amazing and so excited. And I was just like, mm, okay, God, I've been down this road with difficult pregnancies before, but I'm in a great place. And I am trusting that you're going to take care of this one, just like you took care of my baby, Hannah, that you're going to bring her out just like you brought Hannah out. You're going to show us another miracle because we were in a place where we were so excited and joyous and happy because our miracle baby, you know, God allowed her to not have any health issues or anything like that. Although, although it was a pretty rough pregnancy, but she didn't have any major issues or anything when she was born. And I was so thankful for that. And I'm like, that's right. Because, you know, we prayed about it. We believed God and he did exactly what he said he would do. And oh my goodness, faith was at an all time high, right? And I'm just, my family, my husband, everybody, we're feeling really, really good about this, right? And the reason why this was so important because prior I had already lost two children. One was stillborn at 26 weeks of pregnancy and the other was a miscarriage at around 11 and a half, 12 weeks. So my history was pretty rough when it came, came to actually being able to carry a child full term. Now, I was on bed rest the entire time with my daughter, Hannah, and I had to take medication and she was still born at 36 weeks. She was born at 26 weeks and um which means she didn't go all the way to term however she was still a healthy baby and we were just excited and we were just so happy about that and so i didn't really have any major concerns when it came to this new baby because i'm like well god did it before and he's gonna do it again and it was challenging you know, because I had the same type of struggles and the same type of health issues while I was carrying Victoria. But the frame of mind I had, I wasn't as afraid as I was when I was carrying Hannah. And um, we were going along, everything was going great. Everything was going wonderful. And then one day I went in for just a normal checkup at around 27 weeks, I believe. Yeah, about 27 weeks. No, it was about 28 weeks. Yeah, 28 weeks. And um, 
it was it was something 28 weeks and I went in for a regular checkup and just sitting here remembering it's like wow and they were doing an ultrasound and she looked up at me and she said we're gonna need for you to go to the hospital because we don't see any fluid and I'm like what what does that mean she was like we don't see any fluid so I had to go to the hospital and I did, you know, my husband and I remember um, he wasn't able to get there right away. And my sister, uh, my baby sister met me there and, you know, she was there with me when I initially went and um, they did the whole examination and everything. And it was like, yeah, we're going to have to deliver this baby today because you have some complications and some things going on. Mind you, I'm only 28 weeks. So I'm like, what? And I'm just nervous. And I remember calling my mom and my dad and just asking everybody to pray. And of course my husband came and it was just, it was like, I don't remember much after that. I remember it all happened so fast and they delivered Victoria. And, um, and the reason why I named her Victoria, because I was like, yeah, this baby's going to be victorious. You know, we're going to have the victory out of this situation, just like what happened previously with Hannah. And, you know, of course, um, they said she was born with a strong heart and all of that. However, um, they said she wasn't eating much and so on and so forth. And they had to get her weight up because she was only one pound. I have to get it right. I believe she was one pound, 10 ounces or nine ounces, something like that. I can't recall, but she was very small and I only stayed in the hospital for a couple of days and they released me. And of course she was still in the NICU and so we're going back and forth, back and forth. And I can recall um, by this time, she's about 26 days. And I used to sit at home and as each day went by, I'm still checking her weight, calling the hospital or when I was at the hospital, recording her weight. Like, yep, she's up another ounce or another couple of ounces because they told us when she was a certain uh, weight, we could bring her home. So I'm just marking it down and so excited. And I remember I received a call, basically. No, I did not receive a call. I called them just to check on her. And they told me that me and my husband, we needed to get there as soon as possible. And we did, you know, we rushed down there and I began to call different ones and my mom and everybody, please pray because we have to go see about her. They're saying something's going on. They're gonna have to transfer her from that particular hospital to a hospital in Washington, D.C. Uh, and mind you, she was in Annapolis, Maryland, but they had to transfer her to uh, Children's Hospital to have surgery. And they were saying how, you know, she was having some issues and things like that with her intestines. And they sent her to DC and the entire family surrounded us. I mean, everybody came to this hospital and we just began to pray and sing my husband was like, I know God's going to do it. And his faith is so high. And my faith was really high 
because I just, you know, my heart of hearts, I'm like, God, I know you can do this. I know you can do this. And in the midst of everything and the singing and the praying and everything that was going on, I remember my family began to pray for, you know, other babies in the NICU. And I would just sit and watch Victoria after her surgery because they told me they did all that they could do, but they wasn't so sure how things were going to work out. And I can recall sitting there and I remember my mom talking to me. She says, Shelly, let me ask you a question. What if God doesn't choose to do it this time? What if he doesn't choose to bring her out this time? What if it's not in his will? Would you still trust him? Would you still serve him? And I can remember, I looked at my mom, then I looked over at Victoria, and I had a little smile on my face, and I had to think about it for a second, and I remember looking at her and tilting my head to the side. And I looked back at my mom, and I said, yes, I will still trust him. Even if he says no, I will still trust him. And I can recall those words coming out of my mouth, but my heart was feeling like it was breaking into little pieces at that point. Because it's almost like I had to settle, settle it up right then and there. It's almost as if I had to come to a place where I was willing to accept God's will, but not only accept his will, be able to still love him, still trust him, still lean on him and depend on him and all of those things. Because realizing when things like that happen, it's almost, sometimes it's pretty difficult to do that. It just depends on the place that you're in. But I was at a place where I was like, yes, I love the Lord with my whole heart. And if he chooses to say no and not bring my baby out of this, I'll still love him. And I can recall, you know, later on, they kind of told me to go home and get some rest because we had been there for so long. And the nurse promised me, I'm going to look after her. Just go home and rest and come back in the morning. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home just to get a couple of hours of sleep. Because at that point, I don't think I had slept in more than two days. So I figured I'd go home, change my clothes, get a little rest, come back. Well, I remember my husband and I got up about... 5 o'clock, 5.30 the next morning to put our clothes on to go back to the hospital. And I can recall being in my bathroom, getting dressed. And I remember God just speaking to my heart. And I'm just getting dressed, getting dressed. And it's almost like he was trying to prepare me for what was about to happen. And... Um, I was interrupted because my husband said, Shelly, the nurse is on the phone for you. And I got to the phone 
And it kind of put on a speaker for both of us to hear what she had to say. And she said, I'm so sorry. All of Victoria's um, organs had just shut down and she passed away. And all I could say to her was, we're on our way. So I went back into the bathroom to finish getting dressed. I didn't really say anything. I just went straight to the bathroom. And while I was in there, I remember God speaking to me so clear. And he said, all things work together for the good of them that love me and are the called according to my purpose. And I can remember putting my hand on my hip and kind of looking up to heaven and saying, God, how is this going to work together for my good? I don't see it. I don't understand how this is going to work together for good. I don't see the good in this. I don't, so I don't understand what you're telling me right now because I don't get it. I don't understand it. And the tears rolled down my face and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it turned out like this. I believed that she was going to be okay. I believed that God was going to bring her out. I believed that she was going to be my next miracle baby. But that's not how it ended up. And so, you know, we proceeded to go to the hospital and everything. And of course, my family was there. And the hardest thing for me was, you know, going in and after I dressed her and everything, was walking out of the door or out of the hospital without her, not having her with me. That was so hard. And I thought about it. Now, I I was no stranger to feeling pain or loss or grief, because mind you, I had gone through this previously, but this situation was different. This was different. This is a situation that would change my life forever. And it was one of the biggest challenges that that I had to face. Now, I had lost loved ones since I lost my dad. That was hard, you know. It was very, very difficult. Um, Very difficult. But right now, I'm, I'm talking about this particular situation with Victoria because this was the turning point for me. And it was a... <laughs> for lack of a better word, it was a very, very challenging situation. But today, I wanted to share that with you just to let you know that I know all about those deep valley experiences. But today, we're talking about bouncing back, right? And in order for us to overcome challenging situations in our lives, we have to first recognize what it is. I mean, we have to recognize it for what it is. And bottom line, it's a test. 
when we have situations like that, it's a test of our faith. Because thinking back to the question my mom asked me, if God says no, are you going to still love him and trust him? And right there, that's it right there. Am I going to trust God through this rough, tough situation? This challenging situation? I mean, oh my gosh, this thing hurts. Oh my gosh, this is huge. I mean, this pain runs deep, okay? So this is definitely a test of my faith. And we have to be able to acknowledge this isn't one thing. This isn't that thing that I can handle alone. I can't do this alone. Mm -mm. I can't. I can't even begin to comprehend how to handle this situation alone. So I need direction. I need direction. And in order to get direction, I have to pray. I have to lay before God. I have to have a support system that's constantly praying for me. And I decided that I carried this pain long enough because it was a long time. It took me a long time to release because I was in a place where I felt like if I released the pain, I would release her. I would forget about her. And I didn't want to do that. So I held on to it. I held on to that pain. I held on to it because that was the closest thing. That was the memories. The, and when I thought of her, the pain came. When I thought of Victoria, that little, that little person who was fighting for her life, that little feisty personality that I got to know within those 28 days, when I thought of her, I would smile because she was absolutely gorgeous. However, there was a lot of pain associated with thinking about her. But the pain lasted a while. But I got to the point finally where I decided I carried this pain long enough. And it was time to transition into another place of trying to overcome. And I prayed so hard that God would allow me to move forward into another place. But I had to remember a test of my faith, in order to move forward or in order to start the process that I needed to move forward, I had to exercise my faith. I had to believe that I could in fact move forward. I had to believe that life goes on beyond that situation. I had to believe there was purpose in that situation and in order for me to figure out what the purpose was, I had to be able to move past the pain in order to find out what exactly it was that God was trying to show me, what he was trying to teach me, what was the purpose in having to endure that situation because God allowed it. He just allowed it to happen. And, and the next hard thing for me to to do well the hardest the next hardest thing for me to do was to have to say out loud and have to admit speak it out of my mouth and say i have to let go of this pain 
it was a must. I had to let it go. And I think about the scripture that talks about casting our cares upon him because he cares for us. That's a part of it. Letting go, releasing that pain, releasing that pain and saying, God, I'm turning this over to you. I can't carry it anymore. It's too much for me, but I know you can do it. I can't do it, but I know you can. And then trusting him enough, right? To be able to place this particular situation that I've been carrying for so long into his capable hands and leaving it there. And then, and then when I leave it there, that is when I'm able to what? Begin to walk in my purpose. I'll begin to move forward. I'll begin to just be able to reach up to find what is the next thing that God has for me. What am I supposed to learn? What is he teaching me? I have to move on from here because there's so much more that lies ahead for us, but we just have to get over that hump. It's a process. It won't happen overnight. It's a process. And also realizing with that difficult situation, in that challenging situation, in that valley situation, there is purpose. Thank you so much for listening to the Turning Point Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, we would love to hear from you. So please head over to ShellyRainey.net to participate in our episode discussions. Until next time.